looking at it from the customer's perspective, you will start making decisions that you didn't think you were ever going to make. They're going to be macro decisions. You may not feel the impact of it today, but trust me, you will feel the impact of it tomorrow. It's the e-commerce master plan podcast here to help you solve your marketing problems and grow your e-commerce business. Cutting through the hype to bring you inspiration and advice from the e-commerce sector and beyond. Here's your host, Chloe Thomas. Hello and welcome. It's great to have you here. Thank you for hitting play and choosing to listen to one of our inspiring guests. I want to start with a quick little shout out to Paul Wilson from Opinu. He's a regular listener and shared a lovely recommendation of the show on LinkedIn recently. So thank you, Paul. And if you want to shout out at the start of the episode, then you could leave us a review or get in contact via social. And you never know, it might happen to you too. Now, in this episode, I'm talking to someone who's created phenomenal growth in his business, taking it from a six-figure turnover when he bought it, a low six-figure turnover when he bought it, up to a massive eight figure turnover business in a complex space with a lot of challenges. And for him, the way in which they've constructed the growth has been about all about bootstrapping. There's no big old private equity raise going on in here. No, you know, massive fundraising circuits have been approached. Rather, they have taken a profit first approach, reinvested those profits in the business, being aggressive and acting fast where they need to be but also looking at the longer term and being patient where they need to be as well. It's a really thought-provoking one and you'll be thought-provoked through the main part of the interview and then we get super tactical with some really cool uh, top tips towards the end. So do make sure you listen right to the end and prepare to be inspired. Connected Sourcing are your trusted procurement partner, specialising in helping small and medium-sized businesses purchase products and raw materials from suppliers in Asia. Head to ecmp.info forward slash sourcing to find out more. Connected Sourcing services include product design, product sourcing, freight forwarding and legal services. They work with companies like you to find innovative and sustainable solutions. Think of Connected Sourcing as your own product procurement team and be as much or as little involved as you want to be. With quick response times and flexibility, you can tap into certain parts of their supply chain or access a full end-to-end supply chain solution. Let your local account manager handle the details of your procurement so you can concentrate on the bigger picture. Contact Connected Sourcing today for a free consultation to see how Connected Sourcing can assist your business in growing its bottom line. Just use the short link ecmp.info forward slash sourcing. That's ecmp.info slash sourcing. Are website tech headaches getting in the way of your sales? You need a tech partner to help you hit your business goals. You need Zitech. Zitech have over 20 years experience, are experts in Magento, Symfony and WooCommerce and have already helped over 300 e-commerce brands to grow. For a limited time, Zitech are offering 15% off their tailored maintenance packages. Find out how Zitech can solve your tech pain points and set you up for success. They would love to chat to you. Make that happen at ecmp.info forward slash Zitech. 
That's ecmp.info slash Z-I-T-E-C. Don't miss out on a partnership that's proven to drive results. Go to ecmp.info forward slash Zitec today. And now to introduce our special guest. Ryan Alovis is the CEO at Lens Direct, the latest iteration of the eyewear business founded by his great-grandfather in 1910. Ryan bought back the family business in 2009, growing it 30,000% since then. The current setup is a fully custom e-commerce store doing over $25 million a year. Hello, Ryan. Hi, Chloe. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk to you about your business. We don't often talk eyewear here on the show, so it's very cool to get to talk about a different product category. But before we get into all of how you've, how you've grown your business so much in such a short period of time, how did you end up in e-commerce? Was Lens Direct your first foray or were you doing something else before? Very good question. I was doing something else before. So the company prior to Lens Direct that sort of predicated the purchase of the company in 2009 was an e-commerce company I started in uh, about 2005, 2006. It was a magazine subscription destination site. So you'd go on to buy Sports Illustrated or Good Housekeeping, whatever it is. And that was where I fell in love with this subscription continuity model. So it bodes very well for Lens Direct, which contact lenses, right? If you look at the product, it's something you reorder. So Magazine Discount Center was the company I bootstrapped and then ultimately sold that business in 2015. But it was absolutely, you know, a guiding light North Star for for the e-commerce space for me. And what led you to decide to to buy back Lens Direct, to buy back that the business that had been part of your family? Was it because you, you saw the e-commerce opportunity or was it just something that kind of just came up as an option? So I think it was, I felt, like I understood e-commerce. I felt like I really understood subscription business and I fell in love with it. And I, and the then owner of Lens Direct was absolutely open to the idea of selling it. It was a business that, you know, they had high expectations for, and I guess it didn't work out. So I came to them and I, I structured a deal that made sense and I was able to buy back the business. So I think it was large part of, Hey, I get it now. I understand e-commerce hey, I get subscription business. I understand how to keep customers, you know, coming back. And then, you know, the final piece was I wanted it back. It was our family business. And I felt like it never got, you know, it never got the due, right? It never got its shot. Uh, and I felt like I could, I could get it there. I could do this. Nice. What? Like like the stars aligning, everything came together. They did. The stars aligned and the brand was a great name, Lens Direct. It's a name that, you know, you can't go on and, and just buy a URL these days. Like this name evokes, you know, confidence and brand loyalty and recognition. Even if you've never heard of it, you think you've heard of it. So that's why I, I love that. It made sense. Definitely. Okay. So I mentioned in the intro that you have a custom website build mm -hmm. in 2023. Why? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very also great question. Um, I ask myself that every single uh, night when I have my nightmares, I, I go, why did we do this custom site? The answer is we didn't want to do a custom site. We explored a bunch of options. So ultimately, if you look at Lens Direct, we're a vision care company. Contact lenses, eyeglasses, sunglasses. We do lens replacements. So if Chloe needs new lenses for her glasses, 
you could send this, you could send the glasses to us. We'll pop out the old lenses, put in the new lenses. So I just gave you a bunch of different categories under Lens Direct. The amount of SKUs was so vast, so vast. I mean, one box of contact lenses could have thousands of SKUs with all the different variables. None of the platforms could occupy or service us. I mean, we spoke with, you know, all the big ones, Shopify, Magenta, Oracle, they just NetSuite, they couldn't do it. So we had to make a, a really, I would say a difficult decision I didn't want to make. And it was to build it from scratch. And the easy answer would have been, no, let's not. Let's use Shopify. We can enjoy the fruits of their labor. And, you know, we don't have to spend weeks building an integration. We could just toggle a, a button. It wasn't the case for us. And uh, I wish it had been. But I'm, I mean, I couldn't be happier with how it came out. And the team is just fantastic that we have here at Lens Direct, but it was not easy. Still isn't easy. But I guess the the one silver lining with all of that is that it means getting into the um, the contact lenses market well is very hard for any competitors because they can't just go and, and set up a Shopify installation to sell the product. So that's kind of like the, the teeny tiny silver lining is it keeps competitors down when it's that hard to build the website. Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the barrier to entry is just massive when it comes to the optical space. Contact lenses, forget even just the amount of SKUs, it's really also getting approval from the manufacturers, right? So like you actually, you have to actually get approval to sell their product. You can't just sell it. It's a really big job. And, you know, we're, we're very grateful that we have the opportunity to do that. We're very grateful that, you know, we were able to sort of have our learnings early on in the business that allowed us to get to this point. And the business then was so much different than the business today. I mean, they're completely different. So Ryan, even though the the website you've had to do at customer, so you don't get that, let's just chuck a plug in it. You've done some very cool and creative things with the technology you've got. So you've got like a virtual try-on that you've got in place. There's an online vision test. Those are some pretty, pretty heavy duty tech builds in their own right, I would I would assume. We yeah, we we want to make it challenging for us. So how did you decide it was worth building these? Was it customer demand? Was it you were seeing where the, the market was going? Yeah. So we go to shows. I have relationships with, you know, a lot of people in the industry. I'm also, you know, my friends are in e-commerce and in business. I think it's a combination of, you know, knowing what was out there and being wildly opportunistic. I think as we evolve into it's 2023, whether you're selling shoes, or you're selling eyeglasses, um, whether you're selling vitamins, where you're selling hair product, whatever it is, there are so many, there are so many things out there today that exist because of technology, whether it's the virtual try on, like you're saying, or whether it's our online eye exam, the thesis of our business and the way that I like to look at it is how do I make it as easy as possible for our customers to get their product, whether it's contact lenses, eyeglasses, sunglasses, whatever it is. If you look at it like that, just that simple, simple perspective, and you could do it in e-commerce, whatever you're selling, your business is going to be, I mean, ultimately it's going to be much better because you're going to be aggressive with new technologies. I mean, I could tell you that some of the stuff we're doing today, that's not even alive yet. It's not even active yet. You know, we're grateful that we were able to leverage technologies that exist in the market, whether it's the right partner, you know, the right solution out there, or if it doesn't exist, well, guess what? 
I'm going to build it. You know, we're going to do it. And I think looking at it from the customer's perspective, you will start making decisions that you didn't think you were ever going to make. They're going to be macro decisions. You may not feel the impact of it today, but trust me, you will feel the impact of it tomorrow. One of the reasons I wanted to ask you about that is because you have a a non uh, what's the way I suppose, but you're you're kind of in a, it's still in that bootstrap mentality. Even though the business is now at twenty five million, you're not out there raising private equity investment. You're not out there getting in debt. You're running the business with the same mindset as a family business, I suppose, with as a bootstrapping business. So it must be you've got to be pretty confident of your bets on future technology, on future ideas that are going to raise the stakes in the future because you take that mindset to it all. Do you find that that leads you, do you think that that leads you to make better decisions because you're not going, oh, the private equity guys have just given us 10 million. What are we going to spend it on? Absolutely. It forces you to be careful. It forces you also to be aggressive with opportunity. I'm not just like, I can't just go to this giant bank account and say, all right, I have all this money. Let's just buy it all and not care whether there's an impact. Everything we do, there has to be, you know, an action and a reaction, you know, a cause and effect. I wish all businesses had the mentality that I had, honestly, because I think it would make their business much more sound and profitable and exciting instead of stressful. But I I think it comes both sides. I think when you raise money, there's expectations involved, right? They're giving you money. They want to see you, you know, use it and amplify your business. I love the idea that we have to be careful and we have to be thoughtful, but we also could do whatever we want. If tomorrow I want to sell a pair of glasses that's made out of, you know, recycled, you know, wood, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to sell that recycled wood. I don't know if anyone's going to buy it, but at least I can make a decision and I could do it if I feel like it. I think as a business owner, the freedom to make those decisions and also, you know, the wherewithal to be careful about your money, that's a really good combination, but you can't be too careful. I know this is like sort of a weird, hey, do it, but don't do it sort of, you know, statement, but it is true in entrepreneurship. You have to be careful but don't be too careful, you know, be patient, but don't be too impatient. It's this, it's a weird fine line you got to stand on. It comes back to, to the kind of like the overall values, the overall mindset, the, or the, I guess, no pun intended, the lens you choose to view your business through. And then whether you're raising money or whether you're doing it in a bootstrap fashion, you are still having to make the same kind of decisions you're just looking through a different lens at them so you're still trying to be pushy and you're still trying to be safe whatever's going on i don't know maybe i'm going off on, on a weird tack here but <laughs> no it, it it is it is this amazing sort of concept and it's kind of confusing but i think to business owners they get it they understand what we're trying to say you know, when you bootstrap the business, you have to be patient because you're not going to suddenly have a gazillion customers tomorrow. But at the same time, you, you have to have some level of impatience, right? Like your website's taking seven months to launch. Guys, get impatient. Launch your site. Don't wait for it to be perfect. Just turn the thing on, you know? So it's this line that I'm saying we have to really stand and dance on. You know, everyone always says tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. Well, guess what? You know, I think it's what today was tomorrow's yesterday. That's like the the line. It's true. Today was tomorrow's yesterday. Just get started, but be, be honest and be fair to yourself. Like 
You can't do this overnight. It doesn't happen that fast. So be patient and be impatient. Figure out what that means. <laughs> <laughs> um, and do you think that being patient and impatient, that mindset is the reason you've been able to grow the business so well since you since you bought it? Is it down to the fact you've taken that mindset and built it on those principles? Could you have got here in as in as solid a position as the business is now if you'd gone down the investment route? Yeah. So I, I think it's it's yes. I think the patience and patience sort of quote we just created on this podcast <laughs> has been very helpful for you know for me in the business and the and by the way, like it's it's that thesis early on in the dialogue where the customer matters the most and you want to make their shopping and buying experience the best ever. You want to delight them and and you know over deliver, right? But I think it's the team, right? I, I, I'm so grateful that, you know, I get to be part of their group, right? I get to see these people that show up every day in my office and it's a, it's an operation, you know, we're not just a Shopify site using some outsourced fulfillment center. We are a true operation. I can shut down this podcast, walk down the hall into the facility and we've got a distribution facility with endless inventory. We have a full optical lab with machines that are the size of, you know, a building, just edging out lenses for people's glasses, people assembling. So the idea of success comes from so many things. The idea, I think for me personally, the impatience patient sort of, you know, conundrum has, has been very effective and important. And one of my, I would say key learnings, you know, in my in my journey, I mean, there's many things, but that is a big one. And the team is, is everything. And, and just be kind to yourself, be fair, be honest, but work your ass off. And you mentioned the team there. And I think mindset is one of those things where you have to have a team with the similar mindset to you if you're going to grow past the point where you make every single decision, you know, which clearly in a business of 25 million, where you've got uh, your own optical lab. So you've essentially got a manufacturing plant on site and you've got your own distribution and you've got the marketing, the sales and all the rest of it to do. Your team are making an awful lot of decisions every day that could jeopardize or create the success of the business. So did you hire the team members specifically because they were coming from the similar, that kind of mindset background because they had that approach or is it something you train in, in the culture? How do you, how do you filter that mindset down through the business? I think it's like 80% who they are and maybe 20% the culture and seeing it and feeling it and, you know, that being somewhat contagious, but, you know, we're not a company that's packed with leadership in every corner. You know, that's not who we are. We are a group of people that just work really hard and we believe in each other. And we know that, you know, that cog in the wheel can, you know, offset the entire flow. When you're replacing lenses and glasses, it is an ongoing process, right? It, it is so complicated. We talked about getting into the optical business because of contact lenses. Oh my God. Try replacing lenses and someone's glasses that are on the other side of a country. That's a really wild experience. But the team itself, absolutely, I think they see it with me, and I'm I'm so proud of them. And I I wish and I would hope that every single business owner or CEO doesn't beat their chest and say, "Hey, I'm the CEO. You need to listen to me." It's fun. I have two little boys, right? 
I have a seven-year-old and a five-year-old and they sometimes show up and they'll be at my office and I get to walk around with them. And it's amazing that they get to see this. They get to see, you know, me and how I work with people. And I always tell them, and I think it's really important. You don't want to be a boss. You want to be a leader. And I think that's one of the key things I, I wish more people felt, you know, you want to lead. And I think the team itself, I look for people that are excited, they're passionate, and they're positive. I don't want mean people in this office. There's no room for that. There's no room for negativity. I'm good. They'll find the problem in every solution. So they can they can hit the door. We look for the happiness. We look, give me your happy. E-commerce master plan is supported by some of the greatest companies in the e-commerce sector. Here's a reminder of who they are. Connected Sourcing are your trusted procurement partner, specialising in helping small and medium-sized businesses purchase products and raw materials from suppliers in Asia. Head to ecmp.info forward slash sourcing to find out more. Connected Sourcing services include product design, product sourcing, freight forwarding and legal services. They work with companies like you to find innovative and sustainable solutions. Think of Connected Sourcing as your own product procurement team and be as much or as little involved as you want to be. With quick response times and flexibility, you can tap into certain parts of their supply chain or access a full end-to-end supply chain solution. Let your local account manager handle the details of your procurement so you can concentrate on the bigger picture. Contact Connected Sourcing today for a free consultation to see how Connected Sourcing can assist your business in growing its bottom line. Just use the short link ecmp.info forward slash sourcing. That's ecmp.info slash sourcing. Are website tech headaches getting in the way of your sales? You need a tech partner to help you hit your business goals. You need Zitech. Zitech have over 20 years experience, are experts in Magento, Symfony and WooCommerce and have already helped over 300 e-commerce brands to grow. For a limited time, Zitech are offering 15% off their tailored maintenance packages. Find out how Zitech can solve your tech pain point and set you up for success. They would love to chat to you. Make that happen at ecmp.info forward slash Zitech. That's ecmp.info slash Z-I-T-E-C. Don't miss out on a partnership that's proven to drive results. Go to ecmp.info forward slash Zitech today. It's time for the top tips round. Okay, I love this section because it gives me and our listeners some really quick ideas for taking our business to the next level. Ryan, are you ready for the top tips? Yeah, I think so. I think I'm ready. Excellent. Okay, the book top tip. If everyone listening to this podcast agreed to take Friday off and read a book to make their business better, which book would you recommend? My favorite book, and I don't read a lot of books, but this one blew me away. It's by my friend Gary Vaynerchuk. It's Jab, 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 Right Hook. And it's this thesis of don't just ask for it, build for it, you know, take your time and cultivate. And then when it matters, you give the hook. A very popular book. So uh, we, we, we like that recommendation. Thank you, Ryan. Uh, traffic top tip, which marketing method do you either prize above all others or think doesn't get the press it deserves? So I, I think SMS now is probably getting more press, but we use uh, this company called Attentive and it's fantastic. And it's a big pop-up that shows up on our screen and the customers can put their phone number in and they can you know be put into the journey. 
And um, it is, uh, it's incredibly effective for building out your customer list and pushing offers and sales. And it's, it's very special. SMS is just incredible. Excellent tip. That doesn't get mentioned that often on the podcast. Very strange that. Yeah. Oh, really? Okay, cool. Yeah, I'm just, you know, I'm just so important. <laughs> you know, I wanted to really blow some minds. SMS guys. Text um, okay, the tool top tip, maybe a collaboration tool, a social media plugin, a phone app or a way of working. Is there a cool little tool you use that makes you and your team more efficient from day to day? I don't know how little it is, but all day, every day we're on Slack and the collaboration with other companies is is incredibly helpful and easier. It's more seamless when you're on Slack too. So we've got a gazillion channels and channels with people and other companies and agencies. So without Slack, I don't know how honestly we'd survive. Back in the day, I used to use Skype. And I just, I can't believe that's actually what I was doing. It's unbelievable. But Slack is probably the most popular recommendation on here. It's just a game changer, isn't it? Finally then, the carbon top tip. What's your favorite way to reduce the carbon footprint of an e-commerce business? So something we oddly talk about a lot. We look at how we're servicing the customer. How do we bring down, you know, the kind of plastics we're using I mean, even recently, we cut out a box that was going inside of the box that was being sent to customers for glasses. We said, get rid of it. Instead of putting plastic within the boxes where we're sending contact lessons so they don't bounce around, we're now using paper. So we're careful. We try not to print a lot. We're, like I said, on Slack, we're messaging a ton. So, you know, all these little things do matter and we try to recycle. So believe me, we, we put a, we put the effort in. It's all about getting those those small parts right. And yeah, it's the, the box inside a box. The number of times I get, you know, I get like a someone's lovely branded cardboard box. They put a piece of plastic around and you're like, I don't, I what? Uh, it's costing you more. And you, you went to all the effort of producing the branded box to send through the post. Yeah. And, and what are you doing with the box that's in the box? What are you doing with it? What are you framing it? <laughs> no, you're throwing it away. Exactly. Cost saving and planet saving all at the same time. Ryan, thank you so much for all your advice um, in this episode. I will be be trying to channel give us your happy, I think, as there's them as one of my main takeaways from this. Yeah, I like that. It's a it's a good one. It's simple to the point. Before we say goodbye though, could you please let the listeners know where you and your business are on the web and social media, please? Yeah, absolutely. So Lens Direct, you can find us on lensdirect.com. We're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, we're on TikTok. I mean, we're everywhere you look. So I think we're uh, we're at Lens Direct on almost all handles. So come say hello, get your contact lenses, eyeglasses, sunglasses, your lenses replaced. Our happy will make you happy. Excellent. Ryan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I hope we've uh, inspired a few more people to become leaders rather than bosses and to take the bootstrapping route. So uh, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. Thanks, Chloe. Great day. So over the last, what is it, 14 years, Ryan has built a phenomenal business uh, with some interesting challenges, uh, you know, trying to get product from the suppliers, getting the, the, you know, building a totally custom website, having manufacturing on site as well as distribution and all the rest of it. And of course, operating, we didn't get into it, operating in a, in a kind of a, a legal medical prescription scenario as well. I'm sure there's a better word for it than that. So I think it's it's really interesting that the growth he's seen and how he's changed the business has been down to those core mindset pieces and having the right people on the team, focusing on the happy rather than the negative, focusing on 
being impatient but patient, making the right decisions based on that bootstrapping mindset, a profit first mindset, I suppose you could also describe it as. Fascinating and thought provoking that one, plus some, some great things in the top tips there as well. If you would like to get your hands on the notes in this episode and the top tips and links to the things we mentioned, then head over to ecommercemasterplan.com forward slash podcast or use our direct episode short links. That's ecmp.info forward slash episode number. And then you'll go straight to the correct page on the website. When you're on the website, please also add yourself to our email list so you don't miss out on any of the other things I share to help you improve your business. And if you liked this episode, then do have a scroll back through. We've done so many episodes now. I'm sure if you scroll back up, you will find one you're going to enjoy. And if you want um, some ideas, then why not drop me an email? Uh, I'm always up for hearing from you guys or get in contact via LinkedIn. If there's a particular thing you want to learn about, I bet we've done a podcast episode on it. So thank you for tuning into this and every episode of the e-commerce master plan podcast. We also think an awful lot about how we can make our business more carbon neutral, which means we've become a carbon positive podcast, which means you're listening carbon guilt free. So we have bought the carbon credits to offset not only our production carbon, not only the distribution carbon, but also the carbon you're using whilst listening to this show. Well, so long as you're not using a coal powered something. Anyway, um, you have just listened to this episode and all our episodes carbon neutral. So binge away, my lovelies, binge away. I bring you a new interview every week because I want to inspire and help e-commerce business owners like you to succeed and thrive with your businesses, including progressing along the path to net zero. So if you know someone this show can help, please tell them to listen to the e-commerce master plan podcast. I hope you have a great week and don't forget to keep optimizing. Thank you for listening to the e-commerce master plan podcast. Find out more at ecommercemasterplan.com slash podcast. Don't miss out. It's time you joined Chloe's e-commerce club, our free club that's all about helping you grow your e-commerce store. Join right now for free at ecmp.info forward slash club.